Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. This is a HeadGum Podcast. to a few things where we give our greatest discoveries the podcast they deserve. I'm Claire Mazer. And I'm Erica Cerullo. This show is brought to you by Ofakind. Find out more and sign up for our newsletter at ofakind.com. Do it. Do it. I like how we are very clickbaity about it. We're like, we're not going to tell you what Ofakind yeah. is. Just go find out well, at our website. I, I, it's like clickbaity after two full years of trying to give an explanation of exactly what of a kind is so i don't know that's right you know, how, yeah. how that math well works. we got some negative feedback on that yeah how long the, you, do yeah. you know what else we got some negative feedback on a lot of things yeah. a product call out for one yeah which we've <laughs> talked about before reading things which we stopped doing and now people are like what happened to reading things also we did a deep dive into our analytics and we were like wait so many people were listening to reading things yeah but everybody who decided to answer the survey was like f reading things yeah maybe those were just yeah it's very hard to know if what if those survey is representative it's very hard to know the other thing that was very polarizing on the survey was the alex updates 50 50 i'd say yeah and we have gotten we haven't done an alex update mm-hmm. since we've been since episode 100 or whenever mm-hmm. we came back we've gotten a ton of emails saying where are the alex updates mm-hmm. we've also gotten a fair number of emails saying i'm done with those alex updates I it's really impressive when i, was I agree home with for- the latter <laughs> by the way <laughs> When I was I'm home for Thanksgiving, pool. my yeah. mom was like, I, I really liked that that was timed that you just jumped in. We didn't even have to give the intro of like that we right now we're Surprise. doing one. An intro is not necessary. Let's just get this over with. <laughs> my mom submitted an oral request. She had it, it, over Thanksgiving uh-huh. in person. She, she said, said she wants to know what's happening with Alex. Oh, oh yeah. so well, if I could appease just your mother, then that's yeah. fine mm-hmm. by me. You want to yeah. please a Jewish mother. I know yeah. you. I always do. Yeah. yeah. That's All what right. drives me during the day. So this yeah. is our Q4 mm-hmm. Alex update. Um, real quick, um, so that if you really if you really hate it, I think just press the thirty per second thing like ten times and you'll yeah, be good. Exactly, um, you'll be out. Um, or just do twice as much in speed. Yeah, right? oh yeah, like, speed yeah. Up the yeah. yeah, just speed yeah. up the podcast, mm-hmm. yeah, which is what through. I do for a lot of podcasts that I'm kind of tepid about. Interesting, you know? Okay, where I just want to get through it because yeah. it's like part of my job. I <laughs> yeah. shouldn't say that. Take that out, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Alex. Uh-huh. 
What is your Q4 dating update? What's so happening? So I've kind of taken a dating sabbatical, more or less. I love yeah. how you were so resistant to this, but you jumped in as if this had been scripted. Yeah. So I. <laughs> yeah, totally. Okay. Well, I always have to like mentally prepare in case you guys spring this on me. So you like mm-hmm. kind yeah. of get it. I, that's interesting. So every mm-hmm. time before we come, you do a sort of like, where am I in my dating life? Mental yeah. check in. I collect my thoughts. I, I like that we I provide like that service. Healthy. Yeah, I, do, I think yeah. that's good routine for you. You're welcome. Well, I always do personal inventory with myself. <laughs> but, sure. you know, when it's, I'm on Is mic. Is that part of your Raya dating profile? No, it isn't, but it should be. Are you but on First Raya? of all, I am not on Raya. Okay. okay. But I have attempted to be on Raya. I have enough. Uh, connection, so to speak. Yeah, I was going to say, you got to a lot of fancy Raya. people coming Yeah, I've seen I, the photos I, on your wall. I, hey, I do. I know Larry David's been to this apartment. Yes, he has. <laughs> you just called it an apartment. That was so rude. <laughs> yeah. Recording yes, yes. And it could only go downhill from here. Yeah. <laughs> that is a bigger deal to me than Barack Obama. Yeah, wow. I know. Just in, just in case you were wondering. Yeah, yes. no, I know. Uh-huh. Um, I My know. hero. Um, so... All right, how you're not dating at all? Are you even like going in and swiping? I am dating, but on a much more infrequent basis. Okay. So I went on a date last Monday. Okay. I went on a Bumble date. Well, I haven't been on a lot of Bumble dates, by the okay. way. Mm-hmm. I would say uh, most of the dates that I go on tend to be hinge related. Okay. Yeah. But I went on a Bumble date recently and, you know, it didn't really work out. She was very nice, very sweet, just not my type. Okay. okay. And then so I figured, okay, you know what? That's why I've been taking a break because of this. Mm. And, and it But just it's like felt... a one-off thing. You can't, like, what do you mean that's why I've been taking a break? It was like one date that didn't stick. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, it takes I'm work. Probably... Yeah, no, it does take no, a lot of work. Comes easy. And I've just been, like, busy in yeah. general. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I've you're just... less focused on it. I'm less focused on it. I've, I've been valuing my free time a little bit more. That's Maybe good. that's a defense mechanism. No, I think I, your energy you know. around this seems better than last time you Agreed. took a sabbatical, where it was like you were writing it off because you were just, like, too emotionally drained. It got debilitating after yeah. a while, for yeah. sure. But uh, now I feel like, you know, I feel much more uh, loose. I feel much more uh, placid. Mm -hmm. Is that the right word? Yeah. Ebullient is the right word? I don't know. I mean, these are all (laughs) words. Yeah, these are all words for sure. Uh, And, you know, I just have a general ease about me. You You do have a general ease about you. Yeah, I think so. And you often don't. No, I often don't. I'm also, I'm usually a bundle of neurotic nerves. I feel like when we were here a couple of weeks ago, you were not this calm. No, I wasn't. Well, you know, I go through patches. It's ebbs and flows, you know? It's like, you know, and I could could relate a lot to, you know, I have a lot of anxiety. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say it could manifest into depression every once in a while, but I'm too exhausted to get depressed. So, (laughs) okay, if you know what I mean. Well, that's convenient. Yeah. Yeah. If if usually I get to the point where I'm depressed, I just take a nap. Okay. It doesn't work for everybody, but that's what works for me. It works for for you. You're very fortunate. Uh Yes, Um, um, I feel like now in this emotional state uh-huh. is the right time for you to meet a woman. Maybe, maybe because I'm feeling more relaxed and yeah. more calm and I'm not forcing the weather as much. Are you interested yeah. in us? Forcing the weather. Wow. For, I thought you said forcing the leather, which I also made sense to me. I was like, I get it. Yeah, You're it's like, stiff. Yeah. Leather can be yeah. stiff. It's hard. You got to oil yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Find a good shoe repair. Take the leather spots a lot. Force okay. the weather. Force the like weather. I said, the weather. I said force the weather. Yes, yeah. correct. Yeah. Okay. Totally. Um... How long do you think the sabbatical is going to be, or do you not have a sense of it? Are you just being loose? You're just... I'm just being loose. Wow. Honestly, if it comes to me, then I will embrace it. Okay. But I am not going to go out of my way or pressure myself internally. Just to... You're just going to let the universe lead you there? Exactly. 
Wow. Exactly. I love this. Mm-hmm. Wow. Congratulations. Um, Zero agenda. Well, that's enough of an Alex update. I don't want to piss anybody <laughs> off who's, yeah. who's totally over these. Um, I do. By think the way, that... anybody who's writing in saying they don't like this, I don't blame you. All right. I'm with you guys. No, we know you're on their side. You're on I'm team, on your side. You're on team anti-Alex. Oh, always. Yeah. Always. Totally. I'm I... my biggest troll. You know? <laughs> Trust me. You can't out troll me. I'm mixed messages. Literally, uh-huh. I just got an Instagram message uh-huh. asking if reading things was over now. Like, asking as if, you know, she wanted it to continue. And I, yeah, uh, we, it was the one resounding message delivered via the <laughs> customer survey that we did about our podcast I was know. stop doing reading things. I know. Well, I know it's hard. Listen, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah, I love reading everybody. things. That's my favorite segment. So, oh, yeah, I love You would never read along, though. Best of 10 is great, too. Oh, look yeah. at you familiar with all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, Alex, I wanted to tell you about something that I'm really into right now. Let's hear. Yeah. Tell <laughs> Lay it on me. I think he might be interested in this. So product. I have really dry skin. Um, it's not like super dry, like flaky, but it's it tends towards the dry side, which mm-hmm. I th- that seems to be a problem for people yeah. in New York. And you know what? Your um, skin gets drier as you get older, too. That's what I was going to say. I feel mm-hmm. like people are age, but I didn't know that for sure. Yeah, no, I that's tr- a, that's a true thing. OK, I trust you on this. Um, and I so I recently discovered a product. It's called Hydric Stream Serum. We sell mm. it on ofakind.com if you are interested in trying it out. It's I am still sort of baffled by this new category of product that's not an oil and it's not a lotion. It's a serum. It's a, is it a serum though? I think this would yeah, well, this is yes, this is called Hydroxium Serum. That's true. Yeah. So okay. this is so this squarely is into the serum category. It started the the thing it this whole thing started with hyaluronic acid, which is yeah. also weird that it's called an acid because you're like, why am I putting acid on my skin to moisturize it? But this is a sort of different iteration of the same idea where it is this it it, it almost has a consistency of water, really. It's slippery. It's very slippery. Um it's not hyaluronic acid. It's better, it's natural, and it's longer lasting, um, in my opinion. And I just, we were just talking about how we just got facials and the woman who gave me the facial told me that it should go on first before everything else. She yep. said, as a general rule, just think thin to thick. Yep. And if that's your thinnest thing, put that on first. Um, it will attract all of the lotions and, and oils that you put on afterwards and sort of help them sink into your skin. Um, I just think it's totally incredible and game changing. And it, it, you immediately see the difference when you put it on your skin. Um, and you can get 10% off with the code a few things if you purchase it at ofakind.com. Hey. Hey. We are so excited about our next guest, Jen Gotch. Um, she is a creative powerhouse. She is the founder of Bando, which is an incredible accessories company that you have probably heard of. She's, you've seen it. You would yeah, recognize you've it for sure. Um, yeah, there. It's all. It's got a lot of. It, it's got a great sense of humor, a great sense of, of personality, color, so much personality, much like Jen, who is one of my favorite Instagram followers, follows, follows, follows. Mm-hmm. Um, she nice. is really good at the stories. I feel like you're I feel like you're kind of a um, you're like a trendsetter with the stories. I feel like a lot of people have followed the, your patterns with the stories. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I feel cool. like you're, um, you're, a, you're you're a pioneer. Oh, interesting. So I guess, Jen, I guess your new elevator pitch, we were talking right before we right before we left in about you needing to fine tune your elevator pitch. It's founder of Bando and Instagram stories pioneer. That's right. Yeah, I mean, I I think I will just change my tagline. I mean, it's been inventor of the mouth mimosa for way too long. Now. That's old news. You better get your business cards That's reprinted. Yeah, yeah. I know. Seriously. Um, so, how do you describe <laughs> Bando these days and what you do? 
You know, it, it's funny because like I was saying, um, it, it's always been such a hard thing for me to encapsulate. And I feel like what it means to me and my version of it is really different than what it means to everyone else. And so I kind of realized the last time I was um, asked to explain it that I, I was just like, Bando is fun. You know, we're... <laughs> we're, we're but really, you know, yeah. in a nutshell, that's what it is. That's that's really our touchstone. There's been times that we have um, wanted to turn our noses up to fun because mm-hmm. sometimes it's hard to be taken seriously when you're really fun. But in the end, as as like the creator of a brand and still being responsible for its vision, um, the ability to encapsulate your brand like that is like something Thing that people work lifetimes to do and like any like I would say nine out of ten people that you ask about Bando to describe it in one word that's the word they would say so what that's what we are I mean we're yeah. a bright spot on the internet yeah I I think it's what's cool about it is you know because it we we didn't start it with like a business plan and a, a plan of any <laughs> of any sort <laughs> for that matter um so we weren't like hey let's just be fun like i think that um my friend who co-founded it with me um you know i think we're just we have you know we we like humor and we like fun and and we just did what came naturally to us and and it wasn't until years later um that people started saying it oh this is so fun they would see our stuff at a trade show and they'd be like this is so fun but mm-hmm. it would like so many people said that i was like wait this is fun <laughs> <laughs> so well and so. that sort of encapsulates your personality too um, um yeah I, i'm fun sometimes other times i'm the opposite of fun so <laughs> yeah nobody's fun all the time no. i guess yeah um yeah. what falls under the fun umbrella the bandeau umbrella these days like what are some what are there like any you know two or three products you're like this is just like feels like so bando well i will say it's not a new product but it's yeah. something that we refresh yeah. every year is our bando agenda mm-hmm. um that is that's one of the products that we were sort of asked well so just to back up we i sold the company uh about five years ago um to a licensing company a privately owned licensing company and so they were able to kind of like come in and and like manage our creativity and our ideas in a way that we were never going to be able to manage yeah. and so you, once we kind of got got you you understand so like once we got into a yeah, I know. I know. I know about you guys. Um, we we and they started kind of like suggesting products to us because like prior to that, we were just hair accessories um, and they they had seen some success with agendas. And I was like, that's so weird. Like, don't people know that there are like computers and smartphones? And and like I was like, I grew up with an agenda. I didn't realize it was still a thing, but it, it was. And we you know, it was like really one of the first products that we designed with like a true bando sensibility where we wanted it to feel bright and colorful and funny and fun and engaging and encouraging. And, um, I mean, this was years before we had articulated like brand pillars and what we stand for. Mm -hmm. Um, but it, it, 
and we invited like other artists to contribute work. Like it really kind of set a tone for how our business was going to be and how, you know, how we were going to relate to the customer and what we were going to, the thinking we were going to put into the products. And, um, it, it's, our best-selling product by far. Hmm, so that's really, that's cool. a, that's a fun one. Yeah. You're making it, it's me, just a, Oh, go ahead. You, you want one. You want yeah, one. You're making me want to start uh, using an agenda again, because I, when you're talking about people's connections to agendas, I'm thinking about how, like, how badly I wanted to file a fax when oh I was God. a kid. I had a Palm Pilot yeah. when yes. I was a kid. <laughs> so amazing. I bet you're not surprised. I'm not but... surprised at all. Well, my mom had a file a fax, a leather one. And when she eventually got a new one, she handed me down her original. And I'll never forget how fancy I That's felt. That's incredibly fancy. And then when I went to college, I got the Cynthia Rowley for Target yep. agenda. And I felt very I good it. about that. I um, can picture the, I had a Kate Spade agenda my senior year of college. And it was like, pink fake leather I can picture like the pages yep. yeah yep. well yeah. when I graduated college I got a Moleskine notebook because that was like representative of taking myself seriously yeah, totally. like that, my Moleskine what agenda. a grown-up you <laughs> yeah, are exactly yeah. Like yeah. black leather bound there's no colors on this no. thing so um, serious now yeah, yeah I just never really thought about how <laughs> how critical agendas can be to your sense of self yeah <laughs> yeah well it's true and I think like that you know even what you guys are saying like that was part of you know, because part of the process of creating it was, well, let's look, um, let's look and see what's out in the marketplace, because I, I'm a little bit less about this now, but, but then hardcore originality, like I didn't want to do anything that looked like anything anyone had ever done, which mm. just now I realize that's crazy. But, <laughs> it, but at that time, you know, so we sort of like went and got all these different agendas. And like the one thing that I felt in common. And I think because it's such an organizational tool, like they were all quite serious, yeah. you know, even though some were, you know, had like inspirational quotes or they just, it, it was, they were sort of boring on the inside and yeah. which I think is like great for a lot of people. I think there's probably people that don't use ours cause it's like, there's too much going on, but mm -hmm. that was the hole that I saw. I'm not, I don't think that like my biggest strong suit is like in a true entrepreneurial way like finding a hole in the market and filling it but but this I think I we did see that there was like there wasn't anything like what we felt like we could bring to it and so I feel like that's why people have um latched onto it in the way that they did because it like maybe resonates with them in a in a way that some of the other ones didn't and then I think like I said I think for other people they're like no way like right. that's too crazy for me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it feels like to me, I mean, when you talk about like the ways in which you are or are not entrepreneurial, for me, it seems like what is so successfully entrepreneurial about Bandeau is that it so knows who it is. Like you've really retained yeah. this individual sense of personality that I my sense is that it's reflective of you personally, but also the people that you have attracted to work alongside you at Bandeau, which to me is so interesting uh, for obvious reasons, because you sold the company and we did too. And right. I think, you know, of a kind is very much influenced by Erica and Mai's personality and our relationship. Mm -hmm. um, what made you, what made you sell it and what made you realize it was the right decision? Well, um, you know, it, it was actually a need in, in order to keep the business alive. We had yeah. to sell it. Yeah. So, so like I alluded to earlier, I founded the company with a friend and coworker of mine named Jamie Coulter. And, um, you know, we just, we, we didn't go in thinking we were creating what we were creating. We were just like, it was like a side project. And, um, 
and it grew. It, it it did. It wasn't like astronomical growth because we weren't investing money. Like it was literally just sweat equity. Mm-hmm. Um, but but we you know we saw one little win after another. Um, but we had no. We just didn't really have very much business experience. And um, she, eventually, she, I think it was around year three. She needed to move out of state. Mm-hmm. And we're based in Los Angeles and, and she needed to move to Texas. And I wasn't going to be able to do, I mean, I wasn't going to be able to run the business. I didn't want to, I didn't want to ask for a loan. And so we were like, and we didn't really want to close it because we had really in, invested a lot of time and, and, and emotion into it. Yeah. Um, and we had people working there at the time. So, um, so we're like, let's just try and sell it. I mean, it definitely was not a financial play. It wasn't, mm-hmm. it, we were not we were not valuable. It was a good deal. <laughs> it was a good deal for the people that bought it because we just really weren't there yet. But um, we just got so incredibly lucky because we initially had a lot of interest um, because we. I feel like we've always managed to look a lot bigger than we are because mm-hmm. we understand photography and styling and mm-hmm. you know marketing. Um, and then as people sort of like started looking at the business and the finances, they were like, "Oh, it wouldn't be worth. It's too small," you know. Um, but but the, but the lifeguard press the company which bought us is they're privately owned tom todd and kim ferrier um own the company they're great they're like they're great friends of mine now and they're like it, it's just like they feel like family so it yeah. never felt like this like corporate merger it yeah, was yeah. just like it was like all of a sudden this this like infrastructure came into what I have identified as like what was like this sort of pink puffy cloud of ideas, um, you know, (laughs) moving at a hundred miles a minute. And they came in and just, just put structure into it and never really, um, tried to like squash my creativity or my ideas. They still wanted Um, that pink puffy cloud to be there. Yeah. Yeah. They, that's what they, I think that's what they ultimately saw the value of, of the company being like the ideas, the brand, um, the potential. Um, but we were, you know, we just weren't going to get there. So the more I know now about, and I, and I don't know enough about the drill down version of, of your, your story of selling, but just like, you know, I I think it, I feel like it's a, it's like, somewhat of a fairy tale situation um so so yeah that that's that's the story that's why we did it and and I am incredibly grateful and feel like I I got very lucky unknowingly I mean I had no idea I just assumed this is how it went but (laughs) I mean I think you know obviously it different in a lot of ways but I think what is probably similar about the process that we went through with selling was that the people we were selling to did not want to change our creative vision or did not want to redirect it in any way. And that is how we immediately knew in our guts that it was right because the questions they were asking us were about how we could preserve the personality of the brand and the vision of the brand and our our vision within a larger company. And I think it's like, you know, we see that as our strength the same way you do. Like, Mm -hmm. that's what we couldn't lose. Um, It wasn't like we got into this because we were really good operationally at running a business. (laughs) We didn't see a huge gap in the the market. We were just like, we think what we do is cool and we want to do more of it. (laughs) The other thing that uh, I feel like we're really obsessed with and impressed with about you is your social media presence. Um, Mm. And for me personally, I am so 
so into it and so enamored of it because of your honesty about your mental health um, and your struggles mm-hmm. with depression and anxiety, um, which is something that I I try to be open about my own struggles with it, but I have never been really able to talk about it while I'm going through it. And I think what mm-hmm. is really admirable about what you do is your willingness to talk about it in the moment and be honest about it in the moment. Oh, like it, coward's not the right word, but it does make me feel like a little bit of a coward that I'm like, I can talk about it in retrospect and be like, I'm on the other side now and here's how I got through it. Um, but it's a really brave thing to talk about when you're right in the thick of it. Well, that's nice. And I will say, like, I sort of shy away from feeling brave about it, because I think part of it is just my personality to like, not be able to contain really private personal information. (laughs) So it's actually a personality flaw that has now somehow manifested in a way that can help me and other people. Mm -hmm. But um, it, 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 it's a little bit more calculated now because I understand the benefits that Hmm. it has for, for others. But like really initially it was just like, it's like my own urge to um, talking about things just helps me work through them, but it wasn't always like that for me. You know, it's like, I'm quite far down the road of life. So I feel like I, I definitely had huge long periods of, life I mean most of my 20s and and at least half of my 30s where I I don't know that I felt ashamed but I didn't know how to explain it and it just wasn't worth going into because the solutions that people were giving me were like just absolutely absurd you know like to eat ice cream, you know, like stuff like, you know, well, that seems so like it'll I, solve it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or I feel like I I may have um like I, I might have like hinted at something at one point and then had that I was a freelancer for a long time and like had that held against me um, mm. from oh, a client. God. So I definitely have been through all of that. I just I think I recognize that I'm in a place now where I feel established. I have the support and buy in from the the people that I work with that they are OK with me talking about it. Um and was that a conversation you like had I, or it was yeah it, it yeah. was yeah 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 because yeah, I felt like you know it's like listen those are it's 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 my Instagram account yeah right you know I, I I could feasibly do what I want with it but I but it's there also to be a lens to the business yeah because I feel like you know there as a brand you really you have to kind of play the same tune over and over again we talk about and, this all the time <laughs> I know I could talk about yeah. that for yeah like, what I, a weird I, time I we live understand. in yeah yeah I mean, it's like very hard yeah, for us to I, draw the distinction between what is Claire and Erica and what is of a kind. It's very, very hard for us um, and very, yeah, very hard for the people I, we I work with s- and for. <laughs> yes, I totally get it. And and honestly, I will say that I feel like it it's getting easier. I, I feel like this year was the year that there was really a true division that not only myself, but like a lot of the people that sort of helped um, create the bando of today where we really were able to say, this is not us. There are hints of us in there. There are reflections of us in there, but this is mostly like a mirror to the customer mm-hmm. and what, what they want and what they expect from us. And, um, and really be able to separate that. And, and so was that so liberating? So from a, 
Yeah, well, absolutely, because it really just has to do with your ego. And <laughs> I mean, you, you know, it, it really is. I was having a conversation about this morning. It's like the more we can remove our egos from our like creative and design process, yes. the better we will be. Anytime we let our egos lead us, we it, it is almost always a failed product. And I think it's just like really listening to and looking and paying attention and then just saying like we can satisfy ourselves creatively in other ways and not get in the way but that was a you know that was hard so so I feel like we should be paying I, you for consulting right now this is such valuable <laughs> wisdom wow i'll do it for free we have on our roll free the free advice series Amazing. Um, just proof that i don't know how that i don't understand business i'm like why not just give it for free um, but anyway so like so for me you know with social media it really it it was initially just a place for me to have my own creative outlet because I could feel um, as my creativity became monetized and and there was accountability and yeah. I, it wasn't as fun and and then I just like I guess I sort of found my voice and like found what w- was working with people and and then just decided that that might make my make me and my brand more interesting if you knew that like where it was coming from and that it wasn't just like f- fed through this like sunshine and sugar filter yeah, and that, yeah. you know, there's actual like thought and emotion, even, even though it feels one, one specific way, um, the people behind it are much more complex. And, and so, so that's what I did. And, and I think explaining it that way to the people that I work with and the people that I report to, I think they understand, I think they understand it. I, I like, I think they at least understand that it can be a positive thing. So, so far, so good. We'll see. Um, <laughs> how has it changed your sort of world to make the the topic of mental health so central to, you know, the, the things you're talking about in your business? Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, I feel like it's endeared me to people and people to me. So I feel like I have a lot cooler, more meaningful conversations with strangers than mm-hmm. I used to. Um, and I think it it's weird to record yourself, essentially. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a living diary. So it's like I save a lot of my stories and I'll go back and look at them. And it's like helped me learn. I'm like learning new things about me and my relationship to myself and to others and to the world in a way like it's weird that social you know you think of social media as such like a trivial thing but I don't know I've just had a different relationship with it so it's been but I think it is what you make of it it's like yeah yeah what you're willing to put into it or out get out of it well and what you're describing strikes me as what people describe as being so valuable about journaling yeah. Um, and we've had yeah. so many yeah. people, you know, like management expert or, you know, business experts and like psychologists say like journaling is this really critical thing that can be so valuable to you. And that's essentially what you're doing by saving these things and looking yeah. back at them. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I was a better journaler. I, I you have, are journaling. I have like all my, you just do it in your I own know. medium. It's your, your own form. <laughs> I just started doing it again for real just because I, I started on a new medication and I'm like, I need to like document what's happening because yeah. I don't yeah. want any trouble. And, yeah. um, and I was like, oh yeah, this used to be so fun. It's like not as fun in the moment. It's fun when you get some distance from what you've 
done or written or recorded. And then you're like, it just becomes so clear. I have um, an important so, question. So like, I understand. How, yes. Do you handwrite or type your journal? I type. Okay. See, that's, the I feel like I type so much faster than I write. It just comes so much more naturally now. So that's the thing is I, when I was yeah. active about keeping a journal, it was at a time in my life where I just did more handwriting because yeah. I didn't have a computer yeah. attached to my hip at all times. And so now part of, I yeah. think what's fallen off about why I've found it challenging to get back into is because I, it doesn't. I don't think about the idea of journaling on a computer, but I guess I should. Yeah, yeah. it feels like work. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think it's like for me, I think so fast yeah. that I, I almost like don't even know how to write anymore, to be honest. Like when I just try to write notes, I'm like, what letters are those? Those aren't even actual letters. Like I'm the worst usually, note taker. Usually the most like anxiety ridden part of my week is when I've written something down on my to-do list and then I can't read it. And then I have to pass it, it around to everybody yeah. being like, can you yes. read this thing? Because I think yes. it might be something really important that I'm forgetting to do. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I do that all the time. Um, who do you turn to when you're looking for realness on social media or like a genuine connection? I am drawn first and foremost to humor. Yeah. Like I model myself after female comedians and like writers and like I don't look at that many business people yeah, yeah, or yeah. even like mental health advocates. So yeah, I feel like um, my friend Kelly Oxford, mm -hmm. it, who we we met on the internet, uh, <laughs> but have since become close friends like I feel like there was a lot of things that she I mean her humor always resonated with me and I understand what's behind humor like that and so I I think like I look at that and um I mean my friend busy I mean you guys probably follow busy Phillips yeah and who she, doesn't I mean she's the, yeah she's the master I know <laughs> I, I feel mean, like the like three of you going to Disneyland together I'm pretty I, I think that there was a conversation about the about that at the office at the of a kind office where everybody was like <laughs> That's amazing. everybody wanted to go to Disneyland everybody was super into it <laughs> was like, we should be doing That's this amazing yeah that that was a that was a super fun day but but she but but busy's you know, great about that too. And, um, I had, I wasn't following her before I met her. And then I was like, Oh, I should follow her. And I was just like, this is so interesting. It's just, it's like, it's really interesting to me because I feel like it's entertaining, but it's also just relatable. Um, and it's just like, I mean, she's so dedicated. Yeah. I feel like that part is cool. I'm always like, man, how do I, how would I even keep up with that? Um, I think you do a pretty so, good job. Well, I'm more in spurts because, like, I'm actually, like, working a lot of times during the day. So it's, like, harder for me to... Like, carve like, out the time. Like, yeah. What I think what I... Had, so, okay. So I think I just plugged into admiration. So I think what I admire <laughs> about those guys... And actually, my friend Orlando, um, he he's the same. Like, they, they have no shame about where they will record stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, they'll... Um, like they're, they can be public about it. They can be in public. Um, and for me, it's like a very private personal thing. So mm -hmm. it's more like mostly in my house or in my office or in my car, right. but like, I'm not like at a party and then like, it's rare that I do that. And I, and I, sometimes I feel like I'm missing like a lot of the fun parts of my life and then just being like a weirdo inside my house, <laughs> but <laughs> But I think that okay. it feels authentic to you. I, yeah. um, 
I also struggle with doing it in public. I, and I, yeah, I think everybody's just got their own thing, you know? Totally. You're doing a great job. Yeah. You're yeah. doing better than most, yeah. that's for sure. That's nice. Better than Thank most. You. You're like you're like in the top 1%. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, come on. Write that down. This is part you yeah, put that on your business card too. Yeah. Instagram okay, stories pioneer in top the top 1%. 1%. Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to put top 1% and let people just figure <laughs> out everything. what that is. Actually, of yeah, everything. that can be a yeah. new Bando product. There you go. Put it on a mug. Um, Jen, thanks so much for coming on. This was amazing. It was so wonderful to have the chance to talk to you. Predictably excellent and entertaining (laughs) and charming as we knew you would be. Uh, Predictably excellent. Yep. Um, (laughs) Predictably excellent. You guys have given me like seven new taglines. Well, you gave us free consulting. We're just bouncing back and forth. Yeah, that's right. I love the idea of that because I I was talking to some friends yesterday and I was like, I need to update like my uh, Raya profile because I Mm -hmm. think I've gone too deep on my explanation of myself that I'm not (laughs) matching with anybody. And so I'm like, I got to go back to where it's just a few words. So I think either predictably excellent or top 1% is probably what I'm going to go with. I think A-B test them. And then I'll let you know how that goes. I think A-B test them. See how it goes. You should. Yeah, Yeah. you totally should. Okay, I love that thought. (laughs) Um, That's the show. You can listen to us wherever podcasts are found. Like, for example, Stitcher iTunes where you should leave us a review and thank you for all the lovely reviews you've been leaving by the way I looked this weekend there were some very good ones um oh also Spotify we got hip to Spotify podcasts so just look under shows shows um <laughs> to advertise on our podcast email at us a few things at of our intro music Butterfield East is written and performed by the Soulful Saints our audio editing is done by Liz Smith and we record at Showbiz Studio home of the Alex in the East Village <laughs> So many of you guys write in and ask about our theme song. It is called Butterfield East, and it is composed and performed by the Soulful Saints. You can check them out over at DallaRecords.com. That was a HeadGum Podcast.